Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the... Here we go. Looks like the microphone is working. And we are all set. So we are now in section four of part two. And I'm just going to read what is sin, and then I'm going to go into the next lesson, uh, which would be lesson 251. We are getting close. So what is sin? So this is part four. This is a new umbrella. I've been referring to umbrellas. So this is a new umbrella. The last umbrella was what is the world? And then before that, we had what is salvation? And before that, we had what is forgiveness. Now we have what is sin. So what is sin? Sin is insanity. It is the means by which the mind is driven mad and seeks to let illusions take the place of truth. In being mad, it sees illusions where the truth should be and where it really is. Sin gave the body eyes for what is there, the sinless. Sin gave the body eyes for what is there, the sinless will behold. What need have they of sights or sounds or touch? What would they hear or reach to grasp? What would they sense at all? To sense is not to know, and truth can be but filled with knowledge and with nothing else. The body is the instrument the mind made in its efforts to deceive itself. The purpose is to strive. You yet can the goal of striving change, and now the body serves a different aim for striving. What it seeks for now is chosen by the aim the mind has taken as replacement for the goal of self-deception. Truth can be its aim as well as lies. The senses then will seek instead for witnesses to what is true. So in other words, we're using the body now as in, uh, uh, in, a, in a different way. Um, and the, we're striving to use the body essentially as a, you know, a, a tool uh, to support us in aligning with the truth. And it says in Course in Miracles that the body will, it'll be used until it is no longer needed and then it will just be cast aside. So I've mentioned the, um, the experience that I had on the trail when I wiped out and broke my arm really badly and I thought maybe I might die for an instant, and it was followed by a pretty peaceful feeling of, well, then I guess it's over. My, my, my spirit is done with this body, and my spirit is now going home. It's kind of a beautiful feeling. Sin is the home of all illusions, which but stand for things imagined, issuing from thoughts that are untrue. They are the proof that what has no reality is real. Sin proves God's son is evil, Timelessness must have an end. Eternal life must die. And God himself has lost the son he loves, but with but corruption to complete himself, his will forever, overcome by death, love slain by hate, and peace to be no more. So sin is the home of all illusions, which but stand for things imagined, issuing from thoughts that are untrue. Wow, that's, that's some beautiful stuff. A madman's dreams are frightening, and sin appears indeed to terrify. And yet what sin perceives is but a childish game. The Son of God may play. He has become a body, prey to evil and to guilt, with but a little life that ends in death. But all the while his father shines on him and loves him with an everlasting love, which his 
pretenses cannot change at all. Mm. How long, O Son of God, will you maintain the game of sin? Shall we not put away these sharp-edged children's toys? How soon will you be ready to come home? Perhaps today. There is no sin. Creation is unchanged. Would you still hold return to heaven back? How long, O holy Son of God? How long? So, you know, it's, this is basically saying that sin is it's, it's nothing. It doesn't exist. It's, it's untrue. It's just a, an illusion. It's just a lie. It's all of these things, right? Um, now, when, and I encourage you to read over this section. Um, now, Jesus, right? Jesus is nailed to the cross. I've brought this up before. I've used this example many times. And he's been tortured, he's been flogged, he's been mocked, he's been ridiculed, he's been, I don't, he's, I don't know if they ridiculed him, but they mocked him. And they beat him and they nailed him to a cross and he's, he's nailed to the cross and then they're making fun of him. The soldiers are making fun of him, mocking him, as I've said, and he says, forgive them, Father, they know not what they do. That is an extreme example of forgiveness to illustrate a point that they were completely insane. And a good way of thinking about sin is kind of like just assume everybody has Alzheimer's. You don't get there was this lady that lived in the building I used to live in in Chicago and she had she got dementia, you know, towards the end and she would always be dropping the n-word <laughs> loud. She used the n-word. But she was like 95 and completely senile. And everybody knew it, you know, so nobody was mad at her. I don't know if she ever said it in front of any black people, but, but still, you just kind of knew. And so that's everybody. Everybody's freaking insane, right? So you forgive them because they know not what they do. So that's sort of my paraphrase of that. I'm going to read Lesson 251. I am in need of nothing but the truth. I sought for many things and found despair. Now do I seek but one. For in that one is all I need and only what I need. All that I sought before I needed not and did not ever want. My only need I did not recognize, but now I see that I need only truth. In that all needs are satisfied, all cravings end, all cravings end, all hopes are finally fulfilled and dreams are gone. Now have I everything that I could need. Now have I everything that I could want. And now at last I find myself at peace. Mm. And for that peace, our Father, we give thanks. What we denied ourselves, you have restored, and only that is what we really want. That's the prayer, the second part. And so, and for that peace, our Father, we give thanks. What we denied ourselves, you have restored, and only that is what we really want. So just think about this. I am in need of nothing but the truth, right? So if, if we use the example of my book, right, that I just released, right, um, uh, undercoverangelbook.com, right? Um, you know, I'm seeking, let's say I'm seeking a, a million copies sold. And I, f I find, and you know, the only copies that sell are to my high school friends, right? The only, the only copies that sell are a couple to a couple people who are listening, right? Um, that's me finding despair. So I'm searching for this, I'm, I'm turning this book into an idol or I'm turning the, the uh, apparent, potential riches that I could get, you know, from this book, I'm, I'm turning those riches into, uh, you know, idols, and I'm finding despair, right? And 
that's that's a setup. That's a setup of the ego. Uh, this book is going to get me rich. This X Y Z is going to get me that. I talk about it. You know, the Tesla, the money, the girls or men or women or the rich guy or the rich girl or the marrying the doctor or whatever, right? You, you, when you seek for something like that, you're going to find despair. So with this, right, we're just, Lesson 251 says, I am, I am in need of nothing but the truth. All I need is the truth. I don't need any of these things my ego thinks that I need that will bring me happiness and joy. I am in need of nothing but the truth. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next time. Bye-bye.